This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Nirvana Sisters Podcast, where we take the intimidation out of well-being and beauty to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana. We are sisters-in-law and your hosts. I'm Amy Sherman. And I'm Katie Chandler. So let's get into some real conversation. Nirvana Sisters family. We are back with Andrea Marcellus for part two. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, make sure you listen to part one. It was really helpful. This week, we go through many different things, but one of the things we talk about are tips and strategies for eating, especially eating out, eating during the holidays. Andrea has some great techniques that she shared with us. We also talk about why accountability is key and a lot of exercising is a mental game. We talk about different tips for exercising for your age group, and we also get into what heavy weight means. I know for me, I hear lifting with heavy weights all the time, but I don't necessarily know what that means. So she gets into that as well, as well as a few other quick weight routines. Enjoy the episode and thanks for listening. I love that. Yeah, that's very Mm -hmm. freeing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I want to know some yeah. quick and easy, we, you've mentioned strategy, 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 and I know you have so many great little <laughs> tips and strategies and, you know, things to use when you're dining out and maybe just hit us with a, a couple yeah. of your, of your favorites that, that tend to be really helpful for people. Um, well, I can give you dining out strategy and holiday strategy are sort of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I measure food in hand portions because we're getting away from calorie counting or anything like that. And we figure out what's an energy appropriate portion of food for you. So when you approach holidays or you approach just say eating out, like just try to think in terms of the total portion. How many hands are you going to try to eat at this (laughs) meal? Like probably two, three hands, something in there, right? So I think of it that way. So I definitely, I sit down, I order a glass of wine, I get bread and butter because I love bread and butter. And oh my God, then, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> wine and bread? I, I know, I'm everybody's best. <laughs> like, you know, like my clients would be like, you know, the first time I would go out to eat with a client for it and like everybody's trying to eat like right in front of me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm ordering the pizza. <laughs> oh my God, I love <laughs> it. Funny. I know, but I didn't. I I came from the other place. But anyway, so then you start to think about, um, especially if you've been horse and controlling for a while, like your stomach's smaller. So you have to think about it. So if like appetizers come out, I go, okay, I'm going to have like, I'm going to have three bites. Like, you know, because there's other things I want. If a salad comes, I'm going to eat half the salad because I'm saving room for dinner and dessert. Dinners that come at a restaurant are always at least two They're portions massive. of food, yeah, maybe three. 
and you can go, okay, this is my, and this is my lunch for tomorrow. Like I'm having this and then, you know, I'm going to have this awesome, delicious lunch. That's amazing. And, you know, and then I eat, you know, you have some bites of dessert and you, but by thinking of it, you know, beforehand in terms of, okay, how many hands of food am I going to eat rather than like trying to, I didn't mention at all what I was eating except for bread and butter, right? It doesn't matter what you eat. If you're portion controlling your social meals, it truly doesn't matter. And if you're optimizing the meals you don't share to be highly nutritious, boy, are you living a good life and you're setting yourself up for great health. So, and I approach holidays the same way. I love that. Yeah, you're not, you're not, you know, skip the broccoli and eat all the things you can't get except for that holiday. Just portion control it. So about portion control and about the hand idea, I love that. What's, like how many, I mean, I guess it's dependent on the person, but generally speaking, right? Like how many hands should you have? Because I think we've completely, like as a society have no idea because the portions in America are so big that like we're all overeating because it's just there, right? Yeah. Um, So like, what's a good maybe thing to think about? Yeah. So in my app, I have like a chart, like that's a starter chart. And please keep in mind, I literally made this up like from a vision. <laughs> like this is literally <laughs> just a guidepost. I've been doing this particular thing with people for over 15 years. And it's literally just a guide to help you figure out what's best for you. And the goal is to be satisfied and have energy to take you just from meal to meal. Nobody here is a farmer, basically. Like we don't have to eat a big breakfast so that we can get on with the day. And I already established that eating to maintain a workout lifestyle is only going to work if you are a professional athlete or if you are somebody with a very um, a very uh, specific physical goal. You're training for an event or you're a bodybuilder. Like So if you're any of those people, don't listen to me right now. For the rest of us who are just busy working people and want to be able to go out and drink wine and eat bread, you know, start with a breakfast within an hour of waking up or trying to eat one hand of food or maybe two if you're one of those people. And then, you know, you go, that's when the clock starts the day and you would have two to four hours and you're trying to eat, you know, for snacks or small meals, you're eating one hand for lunch or dinner, you're eating two hands and see how that does for you. Mm. And notice I'm not telling you what a hand means. You know, you figure it out for yourself. And I mean, I help people through this, obviously. This is like, this is what I do. But that's a guideline I could give you to like, you know, kind of try to start yourself. The key is um, with all of these things is accountability. Mm-hmm. So we all have best intentions. And this is why I'm very happy to offer out my habits or my strategies, because I've been doing this a really long time. The missing piece of all this is, you know, when people are making a shift in life, and they realize they need to make a change. Accountability helps so much. And there was one study I read where accountability um increases your chance of success by 85%. Wow. 85%. And so it's um, it's really important to either have the help of a coach or to do things with someone else um, or in a group or whatever. I can't encourage that enough. And this is coming from someone who never asks for help. I just don't. 
Like I'm just learning to do that. Like I think last year. So maybe at 49, I'm getting better. Like (laughs) I'm 50 now. I've been doing it for about a year and a half. No, but asking for help changes your life. And um, two, doing things in groups. I've been this lone wolf my whole life and in so many ways. And only in the last little bit do I have some groups of like, I have a CEO group. I have uh, mentors. I have... Um, you know, I have my bestie girlfriends that I've had forever, but sometimes I'll just get bogged down at work and not rely on that so much, or I don't want to waste the time telling them stuff that's wrong. Well, you know, I've, I've learned that, wow, groups help. And, uh, I can't encourage that enough. So if you decide, look, I'm ready to make a change in my life and I want it to be a real one and a lasting one, you got to go slow and steady. You have to respect yourself and really define who you are before you even start. And then you get help. You get people to keep you accountable. You get people to keep you positive. And you make sure you tell those people your purpose. Motivation comes from purpose. And when you say your purpose out loud to people, it ends up being like in stone. And you can change your purpose but it really, really helps. It's like dropping a flag and planting a flag of this is who I am and this is where I'm headed and everybody just watch me and please cheer me on. I love that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, so it true. is so true, especially um, the accountability piece. I mean, I think Amy and I can speak for that just because we've doing this, we have been each other's accountability partner and you know, I think mm-hmm. we're like approaching 100 episodes. So it says it says a lot about about having somebody to, to cheer you on and to help you out. Um, yeah, it's amazing. so true. Cause there's so many times and also just like, just what you were talking about for, for exercise groups. Like I have friends in the neighborhood and I'll, you know, um, we'll make a plan to do a walk on the weekend. And like, sometimes you're like, oh, I don't feel like going, but then you're accountable. You're like, you know what? I'm not going to bail on this person. And then you go and you feel so much better. But like, if you had not made that plan, you would never do it yourself. Cause it's just too hard to like motivate yourself sometimes. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's a mental game. Again, a mental game. This is, I put a feature in my app, literally just because of this, I made up this thing where, so I have these custom workouts, you can dial up like, you know, I have regular classes, but it's another feature. Like, and you could dial up, like there's like, I don't know, 30 options in there. You can even say like, I don't want to mess up my hair. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm at my desk. I don't want to mess up my hair. I got to zoom. I have 10 minutes. Let's do something like, you know, <laughs> but what's cool is you can invite you can invite other people to do the workout live with you on your phone. It's a silent feature. So this was like, I was thinking about why do people come to me? It's to have someone to talk to or to have an appointment time. We're going to do this. So like you could make up a workout and then text it to your friend and be like, Hey, let's meet and do this. And it's really cool. And it's a way of creating that accountability around workouts so that you actually show up for them because you are more likely to show up for yourself when it involves someone else. Like just look at your to-do list today. When you yeah. look at what actually got to done, it are it's the things that like involved somebody else. And the stuff that was just for you is like kick down the list and maybe you'll get a couple of those things done. But everything for somebody else got done first. So true. Well speaking of right? exercise a, a couple like tips to get some exercise in. And also I saw on your TikTok page recently, you were suggesting low intensity steady state for a certain age group and high intensity interval training for a different age group. Walk us through that because I'm just so curious as to why. 
Okay. Um, that's a great question. All right. So both of them will burn fat and burn calories. Um, people want to say that high intensity intervals burn way more fat or calories. Like, well, no, like a recent study showed for all things kept equal, this one group lost three and a half pounds where the other group lost two and a half pounds doing steady state. Like it's not a massive amount. So everybody take a breath, but here's the difference. <laughs> um, Steady state, the low intensity steady state workouts, um, they are gentler, they're easier, you know, people get into them, you kind of zone out. There's for some people that's easier to stay consistent with, they train your stamina. And especially if you're a younger exercise, what we want to be training in life is stamina at that point, right? And they increase uh, VO2 max, the volume of oxygen your lungs can uh, push out, you know, to your heart with uh, every single breath. So, uh, I mean, the the amount of oxygen your heart can push out with every single beat, you know, to uh, to get your muscles going. So that's important. Um, the thing is that they have to be longer workouts, and you risk overuse injuries. So that that is something, you know, people that hang out on the treadmill all day, it's like, imagine it's repetitive motion activities or runners, you know, things like that. So just a couple considerations there. High intensity intervals are really important for, um, particularly for um, perimenopausal or menopausal women for two reasons, because they increase insulin sensitivity, your body's ability to respond well to smaller and smaller amounts of insulin. So we, as opposed to insulin resistance, which packs pounds on your body, okay? And we already have more cortisol floating around your body at that time. We already have a hormonal disadvantage going on. So we definitely want to improve our insulin sensitivity. Um, and the, the way... And the other thing about it is that you get this thing called EPOC. It's post-exercise oxygen consumption. So what happens during hip workouts are two things. One, you have stored glycogen in your muscle. That's your muscle sugar. And uh, hip workouts are so demanding that they re they use up those glycogen stores very quickly. You know, you feel that. You can't go very long. They also deplete the oxygen you have available. So your body is rushing to um, kind of restore those glycogen stores. And in that process, um, your, your, uh, it requires insulin. So your body gets very responsive to insulin again. It, it improves that if mm -hmm. it was not happening for you. And at that stage of life, we get a little insulin resistant. Also, um, when your body is uh, restoring the oxygen levels to where they need to be, that's that takes hours and so that's where after hit workouts you get this increased metabolism this increased fat burn for hours and in um perimenopausal and menopausal women there is a tendency to put on belly fat and you know for the body to be depositing fat so anything that keeps us in a state where our metabolism is lifted a bit for a while is going to be helpful so that's what that's about they're they're good for everybody all the time but a particular recommendation for say my age group and you know i love i talk about this all the time i love hanging out on my stair climber and i do do travel reservations in my texts and i answer people all the people that message me on tiktok i'm probably on an elliptical machine or something <laughs> messaging you back but it's actually it works against me at this point and can increase stress so i actually mm. have to dial it down myself right now <laughs> so there is a, a really important piece though that you mentioned um on the piece of content that i saw about 
doing hit and how some people are doing it wrong because they're not actually bringing the heart rate all the way back down. And so when you don't bring it all the way back down, I imagine that's when it starts to like raise cortisol levels and become a little bit more problematic. So is that the, is that the key? You know, you get the heart rate up and then, yeah, it's huge. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you brought this up because boy, if I want to give anybody a tip, it's like, God, this is taught improperly everywhere all the time. More is not more. So when you're in the spinning class, you're doing your Peloton, you're doing your orange theory, you're doing whatever, like the entire concept of orange theory, where it's like this leaderboard and it's about calorie burn. It's like, oh my goodness gracious, those people on that board have nothing to do with you. And by the way, if you're tired, your heart's going to be faster. If you're um, uh, dehydrated, it's like, it's not even, it's again, remember I said whole humanity, like these things are so arbitrary and artificial. So what they do is they're pushing people to push themselves, but not with a purpose not with the goal. The goal isn't who can burn the most calories. The goal isn't how high can you keep your heart rate up for so long. The benefit to your body comes in the zero to 60, right? It's in the acceleration. That's where the, the and you know, stay in there for a second and bring it back down. Those are the intervals. That's where it happens. So if you don't bring it all the way back down to what I call a four out of 10, you know, um, then you are not getting the full benefit of that and you are just burning out muscle sugar. And then what happens there is you feel funky afterwards. And then Mm. what do you do? You start going to eat things or drink things to try to feel normal again. And guess what? You ingested more calories than you even burned during that workout. And I know this personally. This is what happened to me over exercising as an instructor and for myself. And I'm a spinning instructor as well. Like I'm telling you, I, this is, that is, you know, when I started to really understand the science of what was going on, um, and I changed and it's to, you know, being gentler where you come all the way down, then you go back up again. For us, it feels like you're slacking. It feels like, and it's like, no, that's the way to do it. Mm. It's so funny. Less is yeah, it's more. a great reminder. That is a good reminder because I'll do. I, I mean, I haven't done a hit workout in a while. I've been doing more low impact, but I do. Yeah, I don't even know in my hit workouts if I get to a point where I'm a four out of ten. I feel like they're exhausting. It's probably why I haven't done them in a while. Right. So I'm gonna remember that. Super demotivating. But here's the thing: I like to say, like you're asking me for tips. Like I'm big on desk workouts. Like this is. I don't think anybody has more. Like I wear. I do plain clothes desk workouts all the time. Yeah. And what's awesome is you can do a hit workout between a Zoom. You can sit there, and it can be 90 seconds of squats, anything. Like you know, and boy, not only are you going to give yourself a little metabolism boost, and you know, you're going to reframe your brain. You're oxygenating your entire body. Most importantly, you're oxygenating your brain. You're going to be able to focus on whatever's coming next in your day. And the best part, just do that for 90 seconds, and tell me that you want like chocolate or potato chips. You don't. All you want is water. So if you're having these snack cravings in the afternoon, just doing any 60 to 90 seconds of any exercise, you know, that gets your heart rate up, boom, you're not going to want anything. It's going to get you through that moment. That's so great. Um, I wanted to ask you um, two things. Firstly, like if you, if hit, let's say is recommended for, um, you know, someone who's Perry, right? 
um, mm-hmm. you know, mid forties, mid fifties. Right. Does that mean you should only do that? Or could, does that mean you should do it a certain amount a week or should, can you combine oh, it with yeah, lower? No. Like, what do you recommend there? Fantastic question. No, we uh, definitely don't want to do hit two days in a row. You have to give your body rest. And again, we are always trying not to have stress. So, um, and we certainly don't want to increase stress on the body. So you want to keep these sessions shorter. I don't do it ever for more than 20 minutes or so. It's always part of, you know, something in the workout bar in general, keep shorter and just activate your life more with standing and walking. You'll be doing much better. But, um, definitely skipping a day. So maybe three days a week or something like that. And yeah, the same with your heavyweight workouts. You want to, you know, um, you want to be very careful about that. Like you have to have rest. That is one of the biggest mistakes people make. They're pushing, they want results fast. And it's hard to believe that, you know, just strategized and gentle is going to get you there. Let me ask you, you just said about the heavyweight workouts and that's what I really wanted to hone in on because I don't really know what that means. Like what is a heavyweight? Like, is it 10 pounds? Is it 20 pounds? Like, and, and how much of that you should be doing? Like I, I used to have a trainer years ago and I did a lot of weights and it was good, but like, it was a little too intense. And now I'm like, I really need to get back into the strength training. I know Katie has been really into it lately, but like, it's just like, feels like, I don't know where to start. I don't know how long, et cetera, et cetera. If you could give our audience a little, some little tips and strategies there, we'd love it. Sure. It doesn't have to be super long. It has to exhaust you. Whatever. I mean, and just muscle exhaustion of the muscle you're trying to work. So that amount of time is going to be different for every person. So what you need to do is make sure that you're lifting heavy enough so that your form starts to suffer at the ninth or 10th repetition. That's kind of what the definition of a heavy weight. So whatever the exercise is, and you know, that's where you want to be. I tend to on heavyweight days go with a, um, uh, you know, we're doing them what three days a week, something like that, you know, cause you're leaving a day in between. And then I might do lighter weights on other days and, you know, all sorts of things and body weight workouts. But what, what you really, you kind of want to stick to a more traditional weight training protocol for the best results with your heavy weights, because also your joints are going to be aligned properly so that you avoid injury. So that's not a great place for choreography as much as I love it, you know, you want to kind of just really watch your form. Um, and you, you, three sets of 10, you know, it's a good way to go. And the best thing is that it's a no brainer, put the weights at your desk, do your three sets of 10. It take what, but is it just three? Sorry to be like so specific, but is it just three sets of 10 of something or is it like several exercises, well, three sets of 10? Oh, you know yeah. What I mean, I mean, per muscle group is per like, but I mean, I can't, I can't make you a workout here on a podcast. <laughs> Why not? But, yeah. But, no, but I mean, if you're, if we wanted to break it down to the, like the, the least, like, you know, your body has to work in opposites. If you're doing a bicep curl, you must do a tricep. If you're doing, you know, your, your shoulders, you, you I, de- I would say if, for the people listening here, if we wanted to really no brainer this, you're going to do a bicep curl, you're going to go a tricep kickback, you're going to do some kind of overhead press, and you can call it a day. If you're really a good, you know, super achiever, you're going to do some desk push ups or some regular push ups. I'm a fan of regular push ups and getting yourself to be able to do those. Yeah. Um, and I have a great video on how to work yourself up to. Um, 
to, uh, you know, uh, plank push-ups, which you change as a person mentally once you can start doing those. And then you would do some bent over rows. And then we've nice. gone chest, back, bicep, tricep, deltoid, bam, back on my zip <laughs> I love it. Well, it's funny. You have a piece of content that I like have it bookmarked and I use it all the time. It was like for busy people, it was like the arm yeah. one where you're like, do you have this lab the- or whatever? Yeah, I've yeah, literally yeah. done that video so many times. And it's great because you said earlier where you stand on one foot and you do the breathing. But I'm in this one, it was standing on one foot and putting the foot behind and doing, I think it was like um, bicep curls or something like that. And um, I love that video. It's um, for our listeners it's on her TikTok. She's got all these like fun to your point of like you have five minutes in between a call, like just go on a TikTok, watch one of your videos, do one of those things. And there you go. There's like one set down for the day. So I have a feeling it's really, it's really great. All of this is on your app probably as well. You probably have so many resources on your app as well. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and like this too, I mean, yeah, there's regular workouts, but there are workouts where I literally wore plain clothes to shoot them. I wore what I wear to work. And so that, you Sorry. know, so that it's, Sorry. you know, so that it's clear, you know, that like, this is not for, this is not, you know, like you are not required to change your clothes to think about fitness. And I think that's my big thing. I'm trying to change the way America thinks about fitness and fitting it into your life. Not that it's like this separate piece you have to like make time for nobody. We can't do that. But we absolutely can show up for for ourselves in small bites. And the fact is, the results are better. So, and there was just a study again about this that just came. I I love it when there's a study that comes out that like kind of validates the way I've been doing things with people that I just find actually works for them, you know, for their lifestyle. But um, a study just came out this week that the benefits for your heart of working out between 11 and 5 are higher than if you work out in the morning or the evening. So these little bits, you know, I'm telling people to do during the day, I guess your heart likes it. That's great. That's very, it's very interesting. Right? Before we get into our wrap session, where can everybody find you? Because I know everyone's going to be clamoring for all these, <laughs> your content and your app and your website. Give us all the deets. To do is go to andlife.com and like Andrea, life like your life, andlife.com. And um, you can see my one-on-one program. You can see uh, group programs if you want me to come to your company. Like, you know, uh, there's, uh, and then then you can also see uh, my app, my book, like things. There's so many tools to help people. I really have tried to make it so that it is not about cost. That like, it doesn't matter what your budget is. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life that, I have some way to help you show up for yourself and feel better now. And that's really what it is. That's fantastic. So there, and then of course, I'm on Instagram at Andrew Marcellus. I'm on TikTok. I think it's Andrew Marcellus official. I'm on YouTube. I'm like, I have stuff everywhere. And you do virtual coaching if anyone's interested in doing like one-on-one as well. That's what I do. My programs are all and you know, and we have really clever ways that I fit into your busy life. And it's pretty, pretty cool. Like the results are insane. When you sign up for a call with me, because I I just, you know, I have to do a call with people and really understand where you're coming from. Make sure it's a fit because nobody fails. And I go all in on people like you, nobody fails. It's, it's pretty cool. And uh, you get sent a thing with just videos of real people going, 
oh my goodness, like it's so easy. It's so much easier than what people thought. So that's what that's I'm I'm just so proud and happy of what we've been able to accomplish and just watching people level up when they've just been struggling with this for so long and making this a non-conversation so that our lives can be about more important, more exciting, more fun things and helping people bring joy and a great relationship with food, which connects us to each other. It's so gratifying. It's really cool. That's yeah. It's really wonderful. I love it. We absolutely love what you're doing. All right. So let's get into our wrap session. Our first question is for you, Andrea, what is your favorite wellness or beauty hack? Oh, oh my gosh. Well, my favorite wellness hack in general is um, my brain reframe. I do um, when I'm making my Keurig coffee, I Mm. talk to people about um, uh, strategizing, like making rituals in your day. And it's one place where I just practice focus. And I know it takes about 90 seconds for my Keurig to make it. So I don't allow myself to um, do anything but focus on the sounds of that. And that's activating brain centers that what shut off the amygdala. That's my stress reframe in the day. So that's one of my favorite wellness hacks, like that you find a little thing you already do. I also do water plants whatever it is, but you just give yourself something and it becomes your ritual. And then as soon as you go to do that thing every day, and if you just focus on it, your brain starts to know that's a safe harbor for you and immediately goes into that state of relaxation. It's pretty rad. And then my beauty hack is um, Anastasia has this um, thing called Italian Summer, and it's a palette, a contouring palette and a blush and whatever. This is all I use. So because you can use it for your eyes or your face. I have no time. I am all about like, what is the easiest one product I can use? And I have to say, I'm, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard of that. I got to check that out. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Like okay. a contour, a blush, a highlighter. Perfect. I do it with my eyes. And how do you maintain your daily nirvana? Oh my gosh. This is such a good question. How do I maintain? Um, I live according to a code and I have built just a little life of, of little habits that are easy to maintain and where I end up showing up for myself in small ways throughout the day, every day. And so it doesn't matter what comes flying at me in a day. I always have something that I'm doing that lifts me up and Literally, it shoots out dopamine, and I know that. But i that's what I try to help people do is create for themselves. I call it a self-care scaffolding. But that's how I maintain my nirvana. I love what I do. It doesn't mean it's all always going right. But boy, do I love what I do. And I have ways that I lift myself all day long. I love it. I know. It is inspiring. It's very inspiring. All right. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for being with us today. I, we were so excited to talk to you. And you know, like we said earlier, we both feel like we know you because we watch everything you do on TikTok. Um, but you I, <laughs> I love it. That's so amazing. You're for sure. Helping I, I want to thank you. All over, you know. Your work is helping people. This is a wonderful, wonderful space you've created. And the conversations you're having are important and vital and really meaningful. And so I, I'm honored to be here and I appreciate it so much. I'm so glad. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening to Nirvana Sisters. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Also, find us on Instagram at Nirvana Sisters. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone that would, 
please share it and tag us. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of Nirvana Sisters. We'll continue to watch out for all things wellness so you don't have to. Bye. 